Hello, and welcome to the Oracle of Light. I'm Shauna DeMellon. I'm a lifelong medium and certified life coach. And making the connection with the afterlife has brought me the greatest joy. Since losing my son, Jack, I have navigated grief, heartache, and despair. And it was through connecting with my son on the other side that my heart began to heal and I was able to find joy and meaning in my life again. Now, I'm inviting you into this space as I explore the afterlife, the grieving process, and rebuilding after loss. If you'd like to discover the spirit world and how to move through the loss of a loved one or child, you have come to the right place. This is the Oracle of Light. Thank you so much for joining me this week. I am Shauna DeMellon, and you are listening to the Oracle of Light. This week, I wanted to do an episode on the different ways that you can find meaning in your life again after the loss of a child. And for those of you who don't know me, I'm a medium and I lost my son, Jack, 10 years ago. He would have been 10 this year. So I know firsthand what that loss feels like. We had started the in vitro process and things didn't go according to plan. And it wasn't something that I wanted to talk about, to be honest. Um, It was like one minute he was there and the next minute he was gone. And I often tell people, you know, I just, I'm surprised to be doing what I'm doing some days because my specialty now is uh, connecting mothers with their children on the other side. (laughs) And if you would have told me that was in the cards, you know, 10 years ago, I would have said, no, I am not talking about that. I am not talking about that. And that is a loss that there are very few words in the dis- the dictionary that actually describe what that loss feels like. And there are a myriad of different emotions that go with it. Um, I remember uh, my daughter, Emma, saying to me, why isn't my brother here? Where is he? Why isn't he here? When is he going to be in your tummy? And she had a list of books that she was going to read to him. Um, she had a list. She made this huge list of everywhere that she wanted to take him and go. You know, we needed to go to Disney World and we needed to do this. And she was going to teach him how to ride a bike. And um, my husband at the time named him. He's like, we're going to, we'll call him Jack. Jack was his name. And he was a part of our world for six, seven months. Um, and it was like he was he was already there. It was so real. Um, every night in my dreams, I would go into my dream time and he would come in and we would fly. He would take me flying. He would always just, it was just such a magical time. And it was so, so exciting. I, you know, there are moments of joy in my life that come pretty close to Jack that time, uh, that time was just so special. It's like every day I would wake up and it would just be Jack. Oh my gosh. I was so excited. So excited. So excited. And yeah, it was just, it was a loss that I still don't have a lot of words for. I really don't. I was so hurt that everything had changed so quickly. And, and one minute he was there and the next minute he wasn't. And again, 
it isn't something that I like to talk about a whole lot, but I'm 10 years in now. So I have grieved him. I have mourned him and I connect with my beautiful boy on the other side. And the one thing that, the one thing that, that really started me on my healing journey after losing Jack was a reading that I had. I reached out to Laurel. She's a beautiful spiritual teacher in um, California. And I was guided to have an angel reading with her. I just felt like I needed, I felt like I needed angelic love. Um, I always work with the angels. And, and if you can see my pendant, it's, it's angel wings. And it's just the angelic, the angelic realm is, is, it's me. It's, it's where I'm, where I'm from, I do believe. And for people that are guided to work with me, they can they can pick that up oftentimes. So I was guided to have a reading with Laurel. And this is after after I'd lost Jack. Um, and the first thing that she said was, Well, Shauna, have you connected with Jack? And I said, No, I can't, I can't feel him, I can't hear him, I can't see him. He's not in my dreams. It's like he was gone, erased, and I I just I didn't know what had happened. And she said, well, look up. And so I looked up and in the corner of the room, there was this beautiful, beautiful angel. And she was walking toward me from the light. And she was holding hands with a little boy who would have been two, three, Jack's age. And I just remember that it'll, it'll be etched in my mind, in my heart forever, basically. I mean, it just... It was, it was life-changing for me. And she let go of his hand and he came running over to me and he's like, mama, it's me, it's me, it's Jack. And I get emotional to this day. And I could see his blue eyes. I could see all the freckles. And I knew in that moment that he was okay, that he was safe, that I could experience him, I could connect with him. And... It was in that moment that that connection was just strengthened with him. And I knew that I knew that I was going to be okay knowing that he was okay. And it was from that moment that I started to grieve him. And I really started to deeply mourn him and, and mourn the loss. And, you know, people would say, well, you know, be thankful that you have your daughter. And I was absolutely God, there's nothing that could change that. Of course I was. And then it wasn't meant to be. And, you know, maybe it was because I was older and, you know, I could adopt, you know, people would come up with all these other, other solutions that I, I wasn't looking for solutions. I just wanted my son. So in that moment, I realized that I had a completely different look on life. Like having him back, having that connection with him was just so beautiful and life-changing for me. And so, you know, I spent the next few years just really working through the loss. I hadn't even begun to look at it. I, I couldn't even couldn't even fathom that he wasn't here, that he wasn't going to be growing up as my child here. Um, and so, yeah, I spent the next few years sort of recalibrating because you're not the same person, you know, the the version of Shauna in those months leading up to everything that happened. Um, with losing him, that version, she doesn't exist anymore. 
So it was, it was getting to know a new version of me. It was allowing myself to deeply mourn him and grieve him. And I was angry and I was just, I had this deep, deep sorrow. It just, I didn't know if I would ever get through it, to be honest. And there were times where I just, I didn't want to be here. I wasn't suicidal. I just, I did not want to be here. I didn't want to be on the planet without him. I wanted to be where he was. And it was my daughter, Emma, that she became my focus. I put, I put everything into her. I, I put everything into her. I volunteered as often as I could at the school. I became a craft mom at school, um, baked cupcakes and cookies and went on field trips. And I just, I immersed myself in, in school and, and what was going on with her. I didn't know what else to do. And I worked on my business and I had to take a little time off. I wasn't able to work with clients just yet. I wasn't able to, I wasn't able to stay neutral. So I took a little bit of time off and then sort of recalibrated. And there was a woman that came to see me. Um, and it was the most beautiful, beautiful reading. One of the most memorable readings I've ever given and been a part of. Um, and I always have permission to share. I always like to tell people that. Um, and her family had reached out and um, they said, you know, do you, could I could I buy my um it was her sister she said could I buy my sister a session with you there's just she's just been in this deep deep depression and she's just not the same and I said of course of course and I joke you know I say you know I just I don't recommend that wives buy their husband sessions because typically they do not want to come and see me and that's okay so she bought her a session and she booked in with me and she sat down and the first the first thing out of my mouth was Trevor's here and she just started crying and she released and released and released. And, and my training and background is you just let someone release. You don't interrupt that. You just let it, let it go. It's, it's cathartic. It's healing. It's, it's very powerful. And she cried for about 20, 30 minutes. And then she took a deep breath and dried her eyes. And she looked at me and she said, we named him Trevor. Um, she was, 13 weeks pregnant and they hadn't told their family or friends, everyone, everyone was sort of kept in the dark. They were so excited to surprise everyone and they'd named him Trevor. And then she'd had a miscarriage and they hadn't told anyone. They hadn't told anyone. I was the first person outside her close knit group, her doctors, her husband who knew and in that moment, everything shifted for me. I looked at her and I said, oh my gosh, thank you. Thank you so much for trusting me with that, for stepping into this arena with me. I said, oh my gosh, I'm so, so sorry. And then she was curious. She's like, is, is he okay? I said, yeah, he's okay. He's here. He's here. He looks just like his dad. It was so, so beautiful and and so profound. It really was. And to be a part of that I think it shifted me as well. Um, and we finished up the reading 
And I always say to people, I wish I could take pictures of people before their reading and after because that light was in her eye again. And she was hopeful. Um, it was just, it was so profound. And then the days following her, um, her husband reached out. He said, you know, I don't know what that voodoo is that you do, <laughs> but you gave her back to me. So thank you. Yeah. And I think they've had five or six babies. <laughs> I've lost count. Um, yeah, it was just, it was just something so beautiful to be a part of that, to honor her loss and to honor the pain that she was feeling and to bear witness to something so beautiful, absolutely beautiful. And now over the years, I've read for thousands, thousands and thousands. And my specialty is uh, is children on the other side. And so there are lots of different ways that you can start to find meaning in life again after child loss. And so today's episode, I wanted to touch on five. These five, I sat down yesterday to, to sort of tune into the energy and <clears throat> what would the podcast like to talk about? And what are we looking at? And it was these five aspects or what wanted to be included today. The first one is that joy and grief coexist. This has come up so often in the last several months with the different groups I work with, um, with um, the countless, countless women who are anchoring incredible support communities around the world that I have the privilege and honor of connecting with and communicating with. And um, I knew that something had shifted when I sat by the river one day and I would always, you know, drop him off at school and I'd go grab a latte and I'd go for a walk and go sit by the river. Sometimes I would talk to Jack. Sometimes I would cry. Sometimes I would talk to my grandparents. Sometimes I would journal. Sometimes I would just sit there and just, just take in the beauty. Um, we're here in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. We're just nestled um, right beside the Rocky Mountains, just above Montana, if that gives people a reference point. And so Bonus Park is this beautiful park and, um, just the beautiful Bull River. And it's just, it's, it's such a beautiful energy. So I was sitting there the one day and it hit me. I thought, oh my gosh, I didn't, I didn't cry yesterday. And I don't, oh, wow. I don't think I'm going to cry today. And wait a minute, I'm wearing mascara and I'm going to get a pedicure later. And then I'm going to meet my friend for a coffee. And wow, then we're going to go check out this, this, um, this new bookstore. There's a book that Emma wants to get. And I just remember sitting there thinking, I think I feel a little bit of joy. I think I feel a little bit of happiness. Oh my gosh, like, what is this? What is this? And it was joy. And there was a brief moment where it was like, wow, where did that come from? Okay, okay. Like it felt it felt weird. It felt foreign to be honest. And I sat there and I thought, of course, that makes sense. As you're working through a loss and you're grieving, your heart is hurting. Of course, it makes sense that there will be moments where you'll have beautiful, beautiful joy and incredible experiences. And I always love to, I love to explain this to people. I love to show people this. Um, David Hawkins, he developed what is known as the consciousness scale. And so it measures um, different emotional states, if you will. And so I, I think you can see that. 
so at the top, this that's you know that's someone who is is highly enlightened. That is someone who, um, you know, I always say like that's that's like Mother Teresa or um, you know Gandhi. You know, someone who is completely completely eradicated the ego, so to speak. Like they don't have any of the lower emotions. They've they've mastered mastered the lower emotions, so to speak. And then you come down to the bottom. At the very bottom is shame at 20. And then we can come above that. Uh, grief is at 70. And the layer, the level of 500 is love. And love is where we manifest. Love is the vibration of energy that we need to connect into to connect with and experience our loved ones on the other side. That is, again, where we connect into when we are in the vibration of love. And then we can go even higher which is joy. When we're in those vibrations, <clears throat> that's when we are experiencing all of us, our true authentic self, uh, the, the, the limitless universe full of possibilities. And again, that's where we're able to connect in easier with our loved ones on the other side. <clears throat> when we are in that vibration, that energy, we become what I call magnetic. And so when we are magnetic, we are drawing to us everything that's in alignment with our heart's desires when we are in that vibration. And so I'd love to give people that representation because grief, as you saw, is at the bottom, pretty close to the bottom. <clears throat> and we're not able to manifest a whole lot. We're not able to really connect into all of us. We're not able to experience our, our children, our loved ones on the other side when our vibration is that low. So some ways to raise our vibrations so that we can experience more joy. And again, this doesn't negate the loss. It doesn't. I mean, I'm 10 years into my grief experience, my loss of my son, and there's still days where I miss him. I would do anything to have him here in the physical with me, anything. But I've also learned to create a whole new life, and he's a part of that life, and he's a part of, of why I do what I do. He's the reason that I do what I do. And so I've learned that joy and grief coexist. It's a dance. I have more joyful moments in my world now, as opposed to, um, you know, those first few years after I lost him, it was just, it was just grief. It was just, there was there was very little that lit me up or made me happy, and I just I was so sad. My heart was just broken. And so, finding different things to make you happy, and. The simple things, like I mentioned, you know, I was going to get a pedicure. I was going to see my friend. I was going to see, going to a new bookstore. I love books. I love physical books. And just looking forward to beautiful experiences. And then I would start looking for my heart rocks everywhere from Jack. And I really, I really started to look for things to be happy about, to be hopeful about. Because again, wherever our attention goes is where the where the energy is flowing. So that energy is going to follow our thoughts. The energy is going to follow our emotions. If we're feeling joyful, hopeful, happy, a little bit excited, then the energy starts to build and we start to magnetize things into our world that match how we're feeling, what we're thinking. And in raising my vibration, I'm a gym rat. So I go to the gym, I work out, I spend time with people I love. I have become incredibly cognizant of who gets my attention and who doesn't, who I'm responding to text messages from. Um, 
who adds value to my life and who doesn't. Um, the people who only reach out when they want something. And I just really started to realize that I was the keeper of my soul. I was the keeper of my energy. I was the keeper of my heart. And that people that didn't add to that, I didn't want them in my world. They didn't deserve a place at my table, so to speak. And that isn't to say that they're bad people. It's not from a place of judgment. It just, it wasn't in alignment anymore. Like I said, I was different. I was different. And it was interesting because before Jack, I was this, I was a people pleaser. And if somebody said, Hey, can you do this? Sure. Can you come here? Yep. Can you be there? Yep. I would just jump in and say yes to everything and not tuning into what is it that I would really like. So I think that's one of the biggest lessons. I think lesson is a good word for, you know, from my loss is what, what is it that lights me up? The things that I've learned since since losing Jack, you know, what is it that lights me up? Because I know what doesn't. I know that losing a child is one of the most incredible, deeply hurtful things I've ever experienced. So what was it that lit me up? And in raising my vibration, I would start to align with more things that lit me up. I would actually made a list the one day. I thought, what were the things that I'd love to do before I lost Jack? What were the things that I love to do? And I made a list of those things. And then once a week, I thought, okay, I'm going to pick one thing this week, at least one thing on that list and, and do that one thing. And it started to build the energy. I started to find hope and meaning again. And I mean, this was 10 years ago. There weren't a lot of support groups. There weren't a lot of people offering support and, and grief support and, and talking about miscarriage and loss and pregnancy loss and baby loss and child loss. That there wasn't, there weren't a lot of support groups. And so um I'm blessed to find more and more, more and more women that are willing to share their story. And men as well, of course. Dads are a part of the equation as well, of course. I seem to gravitate towards moms because I know firsthand what that feels like. It it's not a group that any of us would have woken up one day and thought, I think I would like to experience this. No, it isn't. So different ways to raise your vibration are uh, breath work. So you can breathe in for the count of five, hold for five, release for five. Do that cycle of breath. It brings your focus down into your heart space. This is where your, your child will connect with you. Um, really taking care of yourself really giving yourself grace whenever the grief does show up. And as I showed in that um, in that diagram, it, it lowers our vibration. But then finding ways to bring that up. Gratitude. We all have something we can be grateful for. I'm grateful for where I live. I'm grateful for my home. I'm grateful for my puppy, my dog, my, my cat. I'm grateful for the friends in my world. I'm grateful for the perfect perfect latte. I'm grateful that I'm close to the mountains. I'm grateful that I get to go to the gym and see my friends and get in a really great workout. I'm grateful for the community of women that I'm blessed to be a part of. I'm grateful for the work I do and the people that I'm honored to be able to help. So finding gratitude will raise your vibration. Focusing on focusing on where you want to go as opposed to where you have been. I think that was one of the biggest things that helped me as well, was to really start to focus on what is it that I want to create? 
yes, I'm working through the messiness of grief and loss. I'm working through that. But where would I like to go? What would I like to create? And then starting to take the steps in that direction. What is it that I want to create? Um, you know, do I want to plant a garden? Do I want to buy flowers? Do I want to do something beautiful for someone else? Do I want to go on a trip? I'm feeling like I need to go on a trip soon. So what does that look like? What is it that looks like? Do you want to just snuggle up with your love bug? Do you want to, um, you know, take a drive out to the mountains or be in nature? Uh, what does that look like? Anytime that we are near fast moving bodies of water, there is a natural vortex that's created. And simply by being there, that will raise our vibration. It will replenish our energy and our uh, our spirit. And it's just, it's, it's so rejuvenating and just, it, it will light you up. It really will. So there's just some different ways that you can raise your vibration. And just remembering that joy and grief do exist. So really being grateful for uh, sitting in joy, sitting in those beautiful higher vibrations and, and allowing yourself the grace that you need whenever the grief does reappear and finding ways to honor it and also start to reach for different thoughts, different thoughts and connecting into things that bring you joy people and experiences and places. I often say to my angels, angels, bring me the means, the money, the time, the resources, the people, the experiences, the opportunities for me to live my best life. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So if you haven't already, invite your angels in. <laughs> Another way that you can find meaning in your life again is through creating a legacy. Creating a legacy for your lost child or children. Is it uh, starting a podcast? Is it creating a sacred space for people to come together. I've recently created a meetup group. Everyone is welcome. You can find all the details um, on my website. It's for parents who've lost children. We meet once a month and we can talk about everything, everything we want. And in that, that is part of creating my legacy. And I want to make sure that everyone understands that they're not alone that their loss is real and it's honored and it's it's sacred it's a part of them and what does that what are the ways that you can create a legacy you could just plant something in honor of your child you could write about your experience you could start a blog you could just reach out and just be a part of one of these amazing communities you could create art. There's so many beautiful artists creating incredible art in honor of children. And you could um, create, um, there was something that someone shared with me last week. It's a company that creates like little baskets of love for someone who has lost a child. You could create something like that. Um, even, even on a bigger scale, I know people that have created incredible legacies for um, you know, their child in honor of their child, you know, there's, um, you know, foundations that have been created. There are so many, so many beautiful books that have been written and, oh, just a myriad of different things. And so what would that look like for you? And it doesn't have to be huge. It doesn't have to be. It just, is it, is it creating a beautiful little altar, a little space in your home for your sweetheart? I know I have heart rocks everywhere and Jack is why I do what I do. And so I invite you to look at that. Is there a legacy that you would like to create that'll help you to find meaning in your life again? 
Number three, and we touched on this, is finding your tribe. There are a lot of people that don't understand what it feels like to lose a child, and I hope that they never experience it. So sometimes people don't know what to say, so they don't say anything, and sometimes that's even worse. Even simply, I, I don't know what to say. I'm not, I'm not really sure what to say, but I want you to know that I'm here. And and if there's something that I can do, please reach out. Please let me know. Something as simple as that is so beautiful to hear. It really is. It really is. And again, there are online supports. There, you know, Instagram, Facebook, even TikTok. There's so many online platforms that honor child loss, baby loss, and any sort of loss that you've had with your child. There is a community. There is a group. Um, you know, again, meetup groups. Everyone is welcome to join mine. Again, the information will be in the show notes. And reach out if you have any other any other questions. Find your tribe. And again, there are books, there are podcasts. There are so many different channels and and offerings and safe places to land with your loss. If you feel guided to have energy work, I know Reiki, I have my my Reiki top up. Um as often as I can. I have Reiki, I have body work. Um, I go sit in nature. Um, I just love to love to connect with other people who have had loss as I have. And it just really reminds me that I'm I'm not alone. I'm not alone. And that, you know, I can share what I've gone through. Um, I went last night to a beautiful, beautiful um, gathering just outside Calgary. It was um, uh, singing bowls. They're beautiful, beautiful quartz bowls. And they all have a different resonance, a different frequency of vibration. And it was beautiful to be among such incredible women. We were all women last night at this event who were willing to share and I could feel it in my heart. I just I just felt this overwhelming love and this this feeling in my heart and it was just so nice to be a part of that. Um you know, not only have I lost a child, I'm also spiritual, I'm a medium. So it's nice for me to find find a tribe that understands me, who understands what I do. And so for me that's very special, you know. So I have I have different tribes. I have my tribe for child loss. I have my communities with child loss. I have the work that I do. I have my tribes, uh, my spiritual tribes, you know, and it's, again, it's so important for us to not ever feel like we're alone, to feel like we're a part of something, like we belong, that we are seen, we are heard, we are valued just for being us. So that's very important. Find your tribe. This one is my favorite, is asking asking your, your child for signs. If you haven't already, I always ask um, my sweetheart, Jack, for heart rocks. I always ask him for signs. Uh, about six months ago, it changed into blue butterflies. So I added a blue butterfly to my tattoo. Um, that's another sign I get from him. And again, my whole house is full of heart rocks. So ask your child, ask him for a sign. Please show me, bring me a sign. Make it so clear in my face that I can't miss it and keep showing it to me. Keep showing it, keep showing it, keep keep showing it. And, and they will. And just keep asking, keep asking, keep asking, keep asking. And keep in mind that if you are still deep in your grief, that your vibration is going to be a little bit lower 
So maybe you'll see signs in your dreams. Maybe you'll have beautiful dreams. You can ask your child, please come and visit me in my dreams tonight and make sure you wake me up so I know it's you. That's also very important. So you wake up and you're sort of in that haze and you can experience them and it's just, it's so beautiful. You'll you'll feel their essence. Asking for signs. And then definitely drop me, drop me a line, uh, leave me a comment um, and let me know what those signs are. I'm on Facebook, Shauna DeMellon. I'm on Instagram, Shauna DeMellon Medium. I'm on TikTok, Shauna DeMellon Medium. Um, you can email me. I, I love hearing everyone's stories and, and what the signs are. And I just, I love, love, love hearing about the beautiful magic that your son or daughter will continue to flow into your world, into your life as you heal, as you rebuild, as you create a life that you love, as you find more meaning in your life again, asking for signs. So yeah, they could be heart rocks. They could be hearts in general. It could be rainbows. It could be colors of light. It could be feathers. It could be dimes, coins. It could be birds, butterflies, dragonflies. Um, It could just be a knowing. Sometimes we just know when they're there. We just feel it. Um, There's so many different ways that the signs can come in. So just be open and available and be excited. I want my signs today. Jack, mama needs mama needs heart rocks or, or butterflies today. Mama needs her signs. Thank you. And then when you do get a sign, and you'll know, you'll know. When you do get a sign, say thank you. More please, more please. Keep it coming. Um, the day that I got, um, I added the butterfly. This is a couple of months ago um, in the tattoo shop. Jack was there. Of course, he's jumping around. He's like, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. Mama, you're going to love it. And there were hundreds of blue butterflies. It was so magical. So magical. And if you would like to learn to make the connection with your child, do reach out. Um, I'll, I'll fill you in at the end. I've got a very, very special class coming up April 30th. I'm going to take everyone through uh, my program, Growing Up in Heaven. And we're going to do it live via Zoom. And I will teach you the foundational pieces around spirit communication. You don't have to be a medium. And then I'll teach you um, how to make the connection and you'll experience your son or daughter on the other side. It will be a day like no other. It'll be fantastic. And again, I'll have that in uh, in the show notes and uh, reach out. It's on my website, um, April 30th. Um, it'll be absolutely fantastic. Everyone is invited. And number five fifth way to find meaning in your life after you've lost a child is to remember that love never dies. That love never dies. Of course, we want our children here. Of course, we want to be with them. But you still have an incredible life to live. They wouldn't want you to be happy. Your child is marinating in unconditional love. That's all they know now is happiness and joy and love and possibilities and magic. And when you make that connection with them, you're inviting all of that into your world as well. And that connection that you have with your son or daughter, that connection never dies, never goes away, never dies. And that love is always, always there. No matter where or how, what the circumstances were around your child loss, you will always be that child's mother, always. If it was an ectopic pregnancy, if it was um, failed IVF, if it was a stillborn birth, if it was miscarriage, if it was infant, if your if your child law, loss was um, around infancy, if your child was older, it doesn't matter what that looks like. 
that love never dies. That connection is always there. And I see smaller children growing up on the other side. So when Jack comes through to me, he's a 10-year-old. Older children will come through at the age that they transitioned. If children are much older, sometimes they will come in at their happiest time in this lifetime. Um, I had a child who came through uh, a few weeks ago, and I said, your son is here, and he's showing me, wow, he had amazing hair. Okay, he's, he's showing me this, you know, he's got amazing hair and kind of look like, you know, like Don Johnson from like the 80s, like Miami Vice. I said, wow, very handsome. And she cried and she said, oh my gosh, she said, my son was, um, <laughs> she said he was in his early 50s when he died. And she said, his hair did not look like that. <laughs> and I laughed and I said, he's, he's showing himself at his happiest. And so, yeah, she said, oh, that would have been right around the time he got married. It was just such a beautiful time. I said, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So that connection is always there. Love never dies, never dies. And again, do reach out, find your community and love them hard. Find your tribe. I have the meetup group. Again, that's on my website. You can join the meetup group. It's free. We meet once a month. Um, I will take everyone through my program April 30th. It'll be absolutely magical. Again, all the information um, will be on my website. Everything will be in the show notes. Um, if you have any questions, send me a message. I'm happy to answer questions and um, I'm happy to point you in the right direction if there's anything that I can help with. I send each and every one of you mountains of love and thank you so much for for taking the time to be in this space with me. And um, just remember that your son or daughter, they're literally a thought away and that you can experience them and invite those signs in when you feel them, when you know that they're with you and give yourself grace. I think that's the most important thing is give yourself grace and remember that you're not alone in this. You're not alone in this. So find who or what resonates with you to bring you joy, to help you, to help you navigate. I send you mountains of love. Until next time. Bye for now. Be well. You can find me on Instagram at Shauna DeMellon Medium or visit my website at livealifeyoulove.org where you'll find my offerings, including my Growing Up in Heaven program that teaches you how to make the connection with your son or daughter on the other side. Thank you for listening and see you next time here on the Oracle of Light.